Hey weirdo, what's your superpower, and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 1, Issue 6 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. I'm Charlie White, and I'm so glad you'll be joining me for the story today. Previously on Just Us Weirdos, we heard the story of Amina Amparo and her best friend Dagny Work as they took on the superhero identities of Graphene, an IT girl, and tried to stop a ship run by a company called EcoDirect from dumping waste into the ocean. In the process, they ran into another strange superpowered individual with banana-powered abilities, who introduced himself as Beninja. They also happened to have their minds erased after listening to a strange news report. In today's story, we're going to rewind a little bit and see things from Beninja's perspective. But before we get started, I need to tell you that today's story features immature content, including bratty rich kids, the mistreatment of robotic assistants, and improper handling of banana cream. If any of this is a concern for sensitive adults who may be nearby when you listen, you might want to tell them, get over it. I mean, seriously, why are you so uptight? It's just a show. But however you listen, get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue number six of Just Us Weirdos. Proof of Memories Past. In his fancy black and yellow speedboat, Beninja pulls off his mask and speaks to his robotic butler. For ten years, this city has only had one superhero. Now all of a sudden, there are two? Three, Master Kirby. The butler corrects in a gentle robotic voice as he calmly steers the boat under a bridge and cuts the engine. Right, the girl on the boat was talking to somebody else on a headset. What did she call herself? Graphite girl? She is graphene, I believe, Master Kirby, and my radio sensors detected that she was speaking to somebody called IT Girl, with the power to reboot computers. <laughs> Drawing lines and rebooting computers with your brain? That seems like magic. Real superheroes have powers based on skill. Master Kirby, may I remind you? Kirby waves his hand at his robotic butler. Not right now. Kirby's family came to America several generations ago to help build Quadropolis. That means they have a secret tunnel that starts under this bridge and connects to an old part of the sewer beneath their house. And Kirby's plan had been to go home. But he has a feeling there's something more going on here, and he isn't ready to call it a night just yet. Hey, butler bot. Do you have a signal on the tracker I put on Graphene's helmet? Kirby asks his butler. Butlerbot replies. No, sir. The signal died very shortly after we left the ship. Perhaps it got wet. Wait a minute, Master Kirby. Butlerbot goes completely silent for a moment, then says, I am picking something up. It's heading straight into the heart of Quadropolis. Kirby chuckles and claps his hands. 
Follow that signal then, butler bot. Master Kirby, your bedtime is in a little over one hour. If we do not begin our trip home right now. Bedtime override. Authorization Kuromoto 74 Sigma Silver. Postpone Kirby's bedtime by two hours. Butlerbot freezes for a moment, then says, Yes, Mrs. Kuromoto. Butlerbot gives a slight bow, then turns back to Kirby, who stands smiling at the machine. Kirby figured out his mom's password months ago, and still gets a lot of joy out of using it. Master Kirby, your mother has extended your bedtime by two hours. I believe we can pursue that helmet. Fantastic, Kirby says, stretching his mask back on. Kirby pulls out a tablet stashed under one of the seats on the speedboat and opens the local headlines app. Let's see, he says, scrolling through the headlines and tapping the refresh button on it every couple of seconds. There, got it. What do you have, Master Kirby? A headline about the EcoDirect ship. It doesn't mention any superheroes. Let's see, the ship is stranded, the Coast Guard is responding, this company was recently purchased by Binary Consolidated, and now the article just disappeared. Just like the others, it's gone seconds after it was published. Kirby shuts down the tablet. Butlerbot, please scan news frequencies for any reporting from QPRD about the EcoDirect ship or about Wondar. Don't tell me the story, just tell me if you find a story. Kirby has been following this pattern in the news. He first noticed it two months ago, when he had stopped a robbery at an ice cream factory. His friends talked about the robbery at school the next day, but they mentioned Wondar, patron superhero of Quadropolis, and how she stopped the robbery. He asked where they heard this, and most of them didn't remember, but when he dug into it, he learned that it had been reported on the local news station, QPRD. This seems to fit a pattern. Kirby has noticed that anytime Beninja does something, the news gives Wondar credit for it. Wondar also gets credit for a lot of things that he himself has not done. But Kirby hasn't figured that out just yet. Maybe these other supers have something to do with it. Master Kirby, Butlerbot says. There is a story airing on QPRD right now, titled, Wanda Saves the Oceans. Who is reporting? Kirby asks. Bernie Connors, Master. It's always Bernie, Kirby says to himself. Hey, I have an idea. The ship we just stopped was owned by a company that was just bought by Binary Consolidated. Is the signal moving towards the Binary Consolidated Tower in downtown Quadropolis? If Butlerbot had eyebrows, he would raise one. Indeed it is, Master Kirby. Butlerbot? Yes, Master Kirby. The mask is on. Indeed it is, Master Kirby. What are you supposed to do when the mask is on? Butlerbot looks for a moment without saying anything. When the mask is on, you call me the ninja. Whether or not the mask is on, you use your manners, Master Kirby. Could you please call me the ninja? Of course, Master Beninja. Could you please set a course for Binary Consolidated? The robotic butler steers the speedboat away from the secret tunnel under the bridge and back towards the river. 
It pushes the throttle up, and in seconds, the speedboat is skipping along the surface of the River Majestic that runs through the heart of Quadropolis. Kirby retrieves the tablet and checks the map. The tracker he placed indeed slows down as it approaches Binary Tower. He checks his stock of banana goods. Free shrunk peels. Check. Two more banana cream bombs for dramatic escapes. Check. The battery level in his gloves is high enough to rapidly thaw the bananas when he throws them. He is ready for this. Being a hero is about dedication, skill, and technology, Beninja says to no one in particular. Yes, Master Beninja. And access to wealth and superpowers granted by an accident? Silence, robot. My powers came from an experiment. I am not an accident, and I am not magic. Yes, Master Beninja. They ride the rest of the way in silence. Kirby spends the time trying to imagine how he'll infiltrate the Binary Towers building, and he reluctantly takes off his Beninja gear and stashes it in his backpack. He opens a compartment under one of the speedboat's benches and pulls out a well-pressed gray suit. Shall I phone ahead and tell them that Master Kirby wishes to check up on one of the family projects? Butlerbot asks. Indeed, Butlerbot. As the speedboat approaches Binary Tower, Butlerbot punches a few buttons on the boat's controls. Sleek silver panels emerge to cover the yellow accents on the boat, and Beninja's symbol, a banana with two slits across it, disappears from the boat. It is replaced by a logo for Giordande Enterprises, the engineering company owned by Kirby's grandfather. Workers in binary consolidated jumpsuits hustle to meet Kirby at the docks next to Binary Tower. We, uh, just received word of your arrival, Mr. Kuramoto. You are welcome, of course. Please, come in. They busily show him to the tower. Kirby smiles to himself. Part of the reason he's getting treated so well is because Jodande does so much business with Binary Consolidated. He steps in to Binary Tower, which is a beautiful structure of glass, oak, and titanium. His footsteps echo like hammer strikes as he crosses the massive lobby to a bank of elevators in the center of the tower and rides to the 16th floor where a joint Jodande binary project is taking place. On the way up, he checks his tablet to get a sense of where the tracker is. As the doors open on the 16th floor, Kirby sees that the helmet is still above him. He's guessing that it has gone directly to the executive suites on the 18th floor. But Kirby Kuramoto only has a reason to visit the 16th floor, not the 18th floor. While Kirby considers how to get to the 18th floor, he makes a show of checking in on the Jodande project. Entering a warehouse, he smiles at a group of high-tech workers and looks at what they're building. A spider-like robotic suit that is designed to help workers do repairs in difficult-to-access places, like the underside of bridges or the tops of towers. Kirby asks the workers lots of questions, and if they're annoyed about responding to a 12-year-old about their jobs, they don't show it. He congratulates them on their work and excuses himself to the restroom. Minutes later, the restroom doors open again, but no one seems to cross through them. If you were to look closely, perhaps on a slowed-down security camera tape, you'd see a figure clad in black and yellow, stealing his way from the restroom to the emergency staircases in Binary Tower. Where Kirby entered, Beninja emerges. Beninja sneaks to the stairwells and waits for a small group of people to pass. 
Using a security card, he borrowed from one of the workers on the spider suit project. He opens the door and quickly climbs up to the 18th floor, confirming on his tablet that this is indeed where the stunt cam has been taken. The 18th floor houses the executive offices. And for security and privacy, the doors don't open from this side of the stairs. They're only supposed to be used in case of an emergency to allow people to get down from the 18th floor. However, Beninja's superpowers allow him to place a banana peel almost anywhere he can see, even if it means getting it through an insanely narrow crack like the side of a door. He heats up his glove and lets a small free-shrunken banana peel slip into it, and he attaches a small cable to the top of the banana peel. The heat from the glove makes the peel instantly grow to its normal size, and Beninja tries to think of something heroic to say, even though there's no one there to hear him. In one slick motion, he squeezes the peel through the door and tugs on the cable. The door opens by a half inch, and he catches it with one of his fingers and opens it the rest of the way. Eat justice, door, Beninja mutters. He creeps through the executive hallways of the 18th floor, checking his tablet to make sure he's drawing close to the signal. Finally, he spots the room the signal seems to be coming from. The nameplate on the door reads, Vice President of Product Development, Gwenifer Work. Beninja inches toward the door and peers through the glass. A well-dressed woman with a stern face and a dark suit sits at a desk, while a boy with wet hair stands arguing with her. It was supposed to be my suit, the boy says. You said you'd make me a super. Watch your tone, Jules. The woman, Mrs. Work, replies. You will be exactly what I need you to be. It's troubling that my daughter tells me the suit was stolen from my house tonight, yet you insist you saw the mask for the suit at the docks. There was hardly enough time to get it from one place to the other. You need to make me another one of these suits, Jewel says. Mr. Jones, you need to understand that that suit cost the better part of a million dollars. I don't need to do anything for you. Hey, I did manage to get the stunt cam from that girl, Jules says. That you did, Jules. The night wasn't entirely a waste. Let's see what's been recorded on it. Mrs. Work takes the stunt cam from Jules and plugs it into a panel on her desk. An entire wall of Mrs. Work's office turns into a screen, and it shows the footage of Graphene breaking into the ship wearing the binary supersuit. Mrs. Work fast-forwards through the footage until the end. She and Jules see Graphene remove her mask, revealing Amina's face. Mrs. Work's mouth hangs open, but then they listen, and Mrs. Work learns that her own daughter Dagny is involved in this plan when Amina mentions her by name. Mrs. Work's face turns into a mask of rage. She jams her finger on her desk phone, Kyle, get my daughter on the phone right now. Uh, this is Henry. I replaced Kyle six years ago. Get me my daughter now. Yes, Mrs. Work, Henry says. Um, hold on. I actually have an incoming call for you. Forget it. It's Bernie Connors, Henry says. This could be a good opportunity to tell people how great Binary Consolidated is after this whole mess with EcoDirect. Fine, whatever, just put him on, Mrs. Work says. Listening outside the office, Beninja thinks quickly. 
He's not sure why Bernie Connor's name is always associated with the QPDR news stories about Wondar, but he knows for some reason he really does not want to hear it. He always seems to forget what really happened when he hears a news story on QPDR. As the news story begins on the massive wall panel of Mrs. Work's office, and Bernie Connor's voice fills the 18th floor, Beninja shoves his two remaining banana cream pods into his ears and activates them. Hot, sticky banana cream runs down the side of his face in his suit. But on the plus side, he can't hear a single thing. Beninja watches the face of Jules and Mrs. Work. Well, Jules has looked scared, and Mrs. Work has looked angry. As the call goes on, they both start looking happy. By the end of the call, Mrs. Work is fully smiling. Beninja knows he can't let this opportunity pass. He quickly scrubs the banana cream off his ears and removes his supersuit. Thank you, Bernie, he hears Mrs. Work saying as she hangs up the phone. Kirby knocks on Mrs. Work's door. Henry runs up to Kirby and says, Where did you come from? You can't go in there. Mrs. Work looks through the glass on her door and says, It's all right, Henry. Let young Mr. Karamoto in. Mrs. Work shakes her head and wrinkles her nose. And why does everything smell like bananas? Fire the custodians and hire new ones. Henry looks confused and says, Do you still need your daughter on the line? Still smiling, Mrs. Work shakes her head. No, not at all. Everything's fine. What brings you here this evening, Kirby? Good evening, Mrs. Work. Kirby prepares himself to bluff. I was told you had finished inspecting a certain stunt cam that's part of the design for our spider suit. Mrs. Work and Jules both turned to look at the stunt cam on her desk, the one that Jules had carried here from Quad Harbor's marina, and the one that Mrs. Work had just seen her daughter's best friend on. They both act as if they've never seen the stunt cam in their lives. Oh, yes, it appears to be in good order, Mrs. Work says. You may take it. Good evening, Mr. Kermoto. Good evening to you, Mrs. Work, Kirby says, as he turns to leave her office with the stunt cam tucked under one arm. Mr. Taco Vendor, I'm creative director Gabe White, and my dad and I have made that podcast, Justice Weirdos, that you were listening to. That was such a good podcast. You know, it's funny because I think I sound a lot like the narrator of that podcast, but I'm not Charlie White. I'm just a random taco vendor here at the World Taco Makers Convention. Thanks for coming to the convention to share your podcast. In this podcast, if you didn't know, there are a lot more heroes that will be coming, and maybe there are some that have already been told in this episode. That sounds so exciting. I can't wait to meet all of these new heroes. Maybe that Jules guy who was talking to Mrs. Work is going to come back. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I, I thought I had a bunch of salsa at this table. Did you see salsa when you came to this table? Yes, I think the salsa has come. The world of tacos will now end! Oh no, it's the Salsar! 
It's a supervillain who has the power of taking salsa from anywhere in the world and having it instantly at his disposal. I think the 10-year-old named Neva from Grand Rapids, Michigan told me about salsa. He's planning to use his big salsa shooter to ruin all of the tacos and make them too soggy. Ah, oh, that's terrible. But wait, what's, what's that I see coming through the door? It looks like a vending machine. No, it's not a vending machine. It's a cat. And behind her is a seven-year-old girl named Cora. She's also from Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's Super Salsa Vending Cat. The Super Salsa Vending Cat has the power of salsa vending. So you're saying that even if Salsa comes in and steals salsa for his salsa shooter, it won't matter because I can get all the salsa I need from Super Salsa Vending Cat. I think so. Thanks, Super Salsa Vending Cat. That's great. The World Taco Makers Convention is safe. You know, Gabe, you started off by telling me about this great podcast. Let me tell you about a great podcast I've been listening to. This is another great kids listen podcast called Girl Tales. Girl Tales is a podcast featuring reimagined fairy tales. Damsels in distress? Princesses in need of protection? You're not going to find those at Girl Tales. The girls in these stories take control of their own destinies, turning your favorite fairy tales into exciting new adventures. I'm just glad that I don't have to worry about my salsa being taken, because that's going to make for some yummy fish tacos. That's right, this taco vendor specializes in fish tacos. Now, let me go get my ingredients. Wait a minute. This fish is flat. Why is all of my fish flat? Well, I think we have another villain causing a crisis. It's the tree masher. The tree masher has knife hands that cut down trees and is super strong. He rolls the trees into the river to smash all the fish here. Oh no, um, that's right. I see uh, Henry over there, the five-year-old Henry, also from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And he told me that the tree masher is going to use these trees to smash all of the fish. And he's going to make all the people hungry. And I can't make fish tacos anymore. What are we going to do, Gabe? I think I might have a miniature random letter generator. We'll need a lot of help from some friends. Okay, I think you should turn on that random letter generator. Powering it up. And generate. Our letters today, more of this week, are Y, E, and O. That's right. We are looking for a superpower to beat Tree Masher that uses the letters Y, E, and O. So if you have any ideas, please send them along. These tacos have had too much danger already. I think I might grab some tacos to go. Bye, listeners. Well, I hope you can help us save the World Taco Convention. Thanks for listening. This is Charlie White for Real This Time, your writer, producer, editor, and narrator for Just Us Weirdos. I so appreciate you joining us again this week. If you're tuning in for the first time, I recommend you go to our website, justusweirdos.com, where you can go back and listen to the story from episode one. At our website, you can also find the Weirdo Store, where you can buy t-shirts and mugs showing your favorite Weirdos logos. My favorite's the Beninja shirt. You can also find us on the web at just about any podcast directory. Search for Just Us Weirdos. 
If you subscribe, you'll get the new issue every week when it releases. You can find us on social media. Facebook and Twitter are Just Us Weirdos, and Instagram is Just Us Weirdos Podcast. Or if old school email is your thing, hit us up at hero at justusweirdos.com. As always, thanks to Joe Carnwath, who wrote, performed, and produced our original theme music, with his brother James playing trumpet. Check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. The song you're listening to right now is Cinderella, used with permission by Love Hustler, who you can also find on Spotify. The song you hear at the beginning of the story is Zigzag by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Once again, thanks for listening. And remember, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.